The Morning Struggle podcast is brought to you by Blue Clover Therapy, a mental health counseling practice in Salt Lake City, Utah. Visit www.blueclovertherapy.com for more information. Blue Clover Therapy, because your mental health deserves a specialist. Welcome to the Morning Struggle Podcast, where we take habits of successful people and break them down one at a time into history, science, and action plan so you can implement them into your life and build a better you. Stay tuned. For those of you who are avid listeners to our podcast, I think you listened to last week's episode Mm -hmm. and noticed there may have been a little bit in the middle that wasn't cut out. (laughs) Just a few. And then some dead air time. That lets you know that we are genuine. Yes, that's what it is. We are not 100% perfect. We don't come down here and just riff away and it's all radio gold. (laughs) Example this morning, this is round two. This is round two, Because uh, my history segment, I was going to do the history of sugar. Yes. Oh, first, good morning. Welcome to the Morning Struggle Podcast. (laughs) I'm Ty. I'm Jesse. And this is We Bring You Habits of Successful People. Yep. And today we're talking about... Sugar. We're talking about sugar. Death by sugar. Death by sugar, yes. The clickbait title. You're welcome. Sorry, everybody. I had to do it. But we really are talking about the negatives of sugar, yeah. right? So how, how what it does to your brain and your body, your emotions, and, and how it's just not maybe the best thing for us, right? Yeah, yeah. And, and but how we're going to gonna be realistic about it. And we're going to be realistic and we're going to learn how to control it. Yeah. So I was going to do the history of sugar. And it was dark. It was super dark. It was and so, so sad, yeah. dark and sad. So if you want to learn about the history of sugar, um, Google it in a Snuggie with some like happy music or something or sad music. I don't know. Just but be prepared. There's some images on there. Just that are be not, prepared to be yeah. like, I'm kind of ashamed to eat this candy bar right now. Yep. You know, because the history of how that history, candy bar came to be. It's just rough. Yeah. So it has a lot to do with with slave trade and unfair labor practices. And it's just not a great. But I don't want to do that. Because you don't listen to the morning struggle to be like, oh, I'm sad about my life and now I'm going to be less successful and less productive. No, you come to us because you say, give me information to conquer the day, to (laughs) conquer the world and become the CEO of Disney. Exactly. That's what you want. Is that our end goal? That's the end. That's everybody's end goal. Wow, that's really a big... You you ask anybody and you'd be like, what's your ultimate goal? If they're honest, they're going to say that. That's right. So so without further ado, we're Mm -hmm. going to get into a different history history segment. Here we go. Which is a little more lighthearted. Here we go. History. This day in history. Question for you. Yes. What do you make with sugar? Everything. Everything. Okay, but what specifically? even ketchup. With just sugar. If you were just to eat sugar, you would, which is a candy. Which is a candy, yeah. So we're going to talk about the history of candy. Nice, oh. nice and lighthearted. I like and that. And it comes from like candy.org or something like that. So you know it's got to be reputable. Absolutely. Because they would never, they would never lie to us, those, <laughs> those internets. But candy, candy is essentially a very basic concept. It's just made by dissolving sugar in water or milk to form a syrup. Oh, yeah. Then you heat that syrup either at a hot temperature, and uh-huh. it makes hard candy, uh-huh. a medium temperature, which makes a soft candy, or a cool temperature, which makes a chewy candy. Oh, no kidding. That's why the that's actual... That's it? Is that, this is it? That's pretty much that's it. That's the recipe for all candy? You are now a candy maker. Yeah. <laughs> that's why I like the, the kettle and the spoon that they use and the heat they use and the candy maker is so artismal. Yeah, you know, it's it because is. It's because 
it's a it's a very specific process and you can ruin it very very easily which i have yeah did you know the english word for <laughs> yeah, did which, you say? yeah which you, we know we know everybody knows the english word for candy uh -huh. um is arabic for candy or candy which mm -hmm. is q a n d i okay. meaning made of sugar oh that's so the easy actual word is made of sugar Aww. um so let's go back to the origins honey People say that honey's candy. Have you ever had like honey candy from like your grandma when you show up at her house? She's like, hey, bring candy. And she's it's like, oh, sweet. here's some honey candy. It's sweet. And you go, this is not candy, grandma. You need to go back <laughs> to the home or whatever, whatever's going that on. That is really mean. <laughs> That's not really mean. It's so really I'm mean. excited for my time at, at there. It's, I, it's like a I will come visit camp. you because I'm not going I in. appreciate it. Uh, the Egyptians, the Arab, and the Chinese, they candied fruit and nuts with honey. That was an early form of candy. Oh, the, see? The Mayans and the Aztecs both had cocoa beans. Oh. So they were the first to make chocolate and drink chocolate. Oh, no kidding. That's in, the best thing ever. Yep. And in 1519, Spanish explorers in Mexico discovered the cocoa tree and brought it back to Europe. And that is where Europeans love craze with chocolate began. Oh. Yep. So the first uh, chocolate candy bars were made by Joseph Fry in 1847. Whoa. Yep. Um, and they he used bittersweet chocolate. Right. Milk chocolate was first introduced in 1875 by a man you may know, Henry Nestle. Oh, Nestle. Nestle yeah. chocolate. And Daniel Peter. Oh. Well, nobody has Peter chocolate anymore. <laughs> Peter was just kind of like the Ben Affleck of the, the duo. Just oh, so. so I'm a mean today. I'm you being super mean be... today. I'm sorry, Ben. If you're listening to this, I love you in Batman. All right, here we go. Uh, facts about candy. $7 billion a year is spent on chocolate. Oh, my gosh. Really? $7 billion. And $2 billion of that is spent just on Halloween. Oh, yes. So Yeah, I mean, we're coming up sense. on Halloween, so everybody, all the candy is just out screaming for me to purchase it. Right. Yeah. But like most things, we're going to go back to the chocolate bar. Like mm -hmm. most things, Philip, Philip Fry, mm -hmm. or whatever his name is, Philip Fry's from Futurama. <laughs> but this guy is Joseph Fry. He's his brother or something like that. They, they, uh, he invented the, the chocolate bar in the 1800s. Yeah. But it really didn't take hold until just after World War I. So why after World War One? That's a great question. I've got an answer for you. Uh, the U.S. Army commissioned a number of American chocolate makers to produce twenty to forty pound chocolate blocks or bricks Whoa. that they would sh then ship to the quartermaster bases. Okay. They would cut those bricks up and hand those smaller pieces to the soldiers. Oh. Well, then they said, hey, this is a pretty good idea. Why don't we make a bunch of money? So the manufacturers then began producing smaller pieces that they individually packaged. And then when the soldiers returned home, they were addicted to their chocolate bars. <laughs> and hence, boom, the chocolate bar revolution. 40,000 oh, no different candy bars appeared at this time. How do we get a military size block of chocolate? How does that go down and where that do is, I order that? That is a great question. I need to order that. I don't know. Maybe someone knows and they can they And then can I want a sledgehammer us. and I just want to like smash it. And then because there's two satisfying things in there, I get to smash something and I get chocolate. It's, it's This sounds like a, a no brainer. <laughs> we got to we gotta figure, find a 40 pound bar of chocolate. Yep. So because you have like Americans eat what 70 something, 80 pounds of, of sugar a year. Yeah. So if you get a 40 pound bar, halfway there you don't have to, you only have to buy two of them exactly. you don't need any more sugar for the entire for year the entire year you're done uh cotton candy was originally called fairy floss and it was invented in 18, 1897 oh yep uh, by william morrison he was a good dude and this is my favorite one the last one for you mm -hmm. lollipops lollipops were invented by george smith in 1908 and he named it after his horse <laughs> the old lollipop <laughs> i don't know why that's I yeah, you named it after his horse. I 
was thinking like he named it after his daughter, like Lollipop. Like, oh, she loved lollipops. It's after his horse. His his daughter hated candy. She was a she was a traditionalist prude. Yeah. She liked the veggies, and he's like, but I'm gonna name after the horse. <laughs> my horse loves these. Maybe his daughter had a had a non sweet name. Like, so anyway, there yeah, you go. <laughs> There's the history of candy. And if you'd like to learn more, I think it's candy.net or something like that. But the lollipop. The Candy Association of America. And they have good information. I think that is wonderful. So way more lighthearted than sugarcane slavery. Yes. So anyway, but we probably should have talked about the sugarcane um, slave trade. You know, it's, it's so terrible l- because... Now you look at this can and you're like, oh, it's so whimsical and light. And it's named after this guy's horse. I'm like, hold when, on. When in actuality, it was, a, it, was a, it was a very dark, dark history. Yeah, very. But even with Either a couple way, of the dark history, yeah. we've got kind of a dark science as well. Yeah, you're people welcome. Don't, people don't realize how bad sugar is for us. Yeah. And so we're going to learn how to, what it does to us, and then how to essentially fight this craving, correct? Yes. Here we go. You want to know something cool? I would love to know something cool. Bill Gates likes his peanut brittle. Oh, Bill Gates is a peanut brittle guy. He, mm-hmm. he hates malaria and he loves peanut brittle. Yep, exactly. Warren okay. Buffett, uh-huh. all candy, but not just, too much. Just all candy? All candy. He'll take anything. I guess it's like one of the richest men in the world with billions of dollars. He could afford that 40 pound chocolate brick. Yeah, he's like, yeah, so. any candy, but not too much. Okay. Yeah, he's keeping trim. Uh, Elon Musk, Mars bar. I don't know if that's a joke. Oh, that's got to be a joke. That can't be, be. But it quoted. That, he, can't, he, be, <laughs> that can't be genuine. That's just, that's a low blow. You know what? It was quoted. And so I'm going to put, if I wrote it if down. If it's from Elon, you're like, okay, Elon, way to poke fun at you. If it's yeah. not, you stay away from Elon Musk. <laughs> He's doing a lot for our world right now. You leave him be. Bloggers. I thought it was, <laughs> so, I thought it anyway. was amazing. Yeah. Okay, so our, how do you say that? Alma mater? Alma mater. Alma mater. Yeah. Um, the University of Utah did this a whole bunch of really cool studies. Um, James Ruff in 2016. Okay. He really rocked it. So let me tell you how exactly you die from sugar. How, how it, it kills and your body. Yeah, and okay. I'm not talking long term. I'm talking about if, if I was looking to overdose on some candy, this is how I would do it. Here we go. Here we go. So... Um, this is based on the average sugar levels of, of of all the candy bars that come in a typical Halloween fun sure. size. Fun size candy yeah. bar. And uh, this is overdose levels. However, it would really only kill about 50% of the population. So you got a 50-50 shot. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. So if you're an adult that's 180 pounds, um, it would take 262 pieces of candy to overdose. 262 pieces of candy. Yeah. That seems like a lot of candy. It's a lot of candy. I mean, you would really have to sit down and just like mow through that. But you know what? They come in bags of like 300. You could probably sit down and mow mow through almost all that. You probably could if you're doing like a movie marathon. Right. A kid who's 60 pounds, it only takes 87 pieces. Wow, they get way more than that on Halloween. Yeah, so so we are we are flirting with death with our children on Halloween. Is the most dangerous holiday. Forget drunk driving accidents on the Fourth of July. Yeah, Halloween candy. Halloween candy. We should start a Facebook group. All right, keep going. (laughs) We should. But James reassured us that um, more than likely we wouldn't be able to eat that much candy because at some point our our body would revolt. And we'd throw it up. And, and we would throw it up okay. and it would be one of the most severe stomach pains that you could possibly ever have. Awesome. Yeah. So don't worry because you probably won't be able to 
actually but, but achieve it's overdose. Possible. It, but it is possible. Okay, so what happens is anytime we have any type of sugar, uh, depending on, you know, any type of refined sugar, I guess. So soda pop, candy, coffee in our, in our um, or sugar in our coffee, right? Uh, first, you have a surge of energy. And what that is, is that obviously your blood sugar goes way up. Okay. okay? Right. And then, and it's paired with a giant dopamine dump. Sugar, oh. sugar is not meant to be in our body the way that we put it into our body. It, it's a fairly new phenomenon. Oh, very new. Very, right. very new. And so the dopamine does not, your body doesn't know how to handle it exactly. So you get a huge dopamine dump, like, like drug level. Drug level. Like we talk about that with the, the, the phones and everything else. You get a, a mm-hmm. slight dopamine dump and you always crave that. Yes. You, your body says, hey, whatever you just did, do it again. That was great. I yep. like that. Okay. And, the, and it's a, based on a survival mechanism because we want calories, right? We need, we need calories to survive. But the right. problem is your body doesn't know how to differentiate between these different sugars, right? So you get the dopamine dump. It's super exciting. Your body's like freaking out. Like your body literally freaks out. You get a severe amount of insulin dump because it's trying to rescue itself because you cannot have blood sugar that high and survive very long. And it's, blood, and it's very corrosive in your, in your blood. It's yeah, very it, toxic. It, yeah. yeah. So what it does, the insulin comes in and it essentially filters all of that sugar into your tissues, specifically your liver. Right. Okay. So, but it does it quite efficiently, actually. So all that insulin comes in, takes the sugar out of your blood, and then you get a sugar crash. Oh, so that's why when you have just straight sugar, you get that sugar rush, and then you have that big crash. Yes, because your body body is literally trying to filter out as quickly as possible. And it's probably not super precise on its insulin dump. No, because it, it's just cruising and trying to rescue itself. Makes sense. Is what's happening. So then you get sugar cravings, right? Because it's like, oh, I want that dopamine dump and I want that amount of energy in my body. And so it's- You do it, it again. Yeah, you do it again and again and again and again. Let's say though that you are able to not have another bit of sugar, right? You actually go through withdrawals. You have like actual drug-esque withdrawals. Yes, including shaking, uh, cloud, cloudy mind, mood swings, irritability, and feeling that your skin is crawling. Have you ever had that? Itchy skin because I don't have sugar? Yeah, no, well, skin crawling, not itchy, but like it almost feels like your bones itch. Like restless leg stuff? Kind of, huh. but it's like in your joints. And, and the thing with that is that your body actually swells significantly with sugar. And so you're so, actually getting an infl- inflammation response. Yeah, because you're being attacked. Your okay. body thinks it's being attacked, right? So you're swelling all over your body, including your brain, which is a really bad idea. Okay. And your brain actually becomes less efficient because it's swollen. So then it's like, oh my gosh, I still need to be able to take this math test, right? So it starts, I'm giving a math test as an example. Sure. We don't all take math tests. But, um, but you're sitting there going, trying to concentrate. You have all the sugar in your system and you're super inflamed. But your brain's like, oh my gosh, I can't handle this because I'm less efficient. It, things just don't move the same. So then as your brain, because it's very resourceful, it outsources it to a different part of the brain, right? However, that part of the brain has never done that job before. Okay. Right. So that's where your so, fogginess and everything comes out. Yeah. And then you feel like, oh my gosh, I don't know what I'm doing. Or you're dropping things like your coordination can, can the get. The clumsy times. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And you're. We've, atten- all, we've all experienced this. Yes. And it's, and the thing is uh, to find a human being that who hasn't had sugar would be a, a really hard thing Impossible to find. Thing to yeah. Do. Yeah. Um, but, but knowing what's going through your body and why you're craving it um, makes a lot of sense because long-term use of this is. <laughs> 
is so bad. Um, obviously, you're going to have fatty liver disease is one of them. Because the liver is filtering the insulin and sugar. Yes. And, and all of the insulin, if you have lots of insulin bursts, it doesn't know what to do with it. And your liver can only filter out so much, okay. right? Um, cardiovascular disease, as you would imagine, um, obesity. But one of the most interesting studies that I found on a psychological standpoint, so depression and anxiety are severely impacted by sugar. Like negatively impacted? I'll tell you what. Okay. So um, let's say you get a a bump of sugar, you get that dopamine, we feel better. We feel like that anxiety is going away or that depression is going away, Okay. right? Or at the very least, there's relief in that, okay? Makes sense. Right? But the problem is, is that your body, if it's already in kind of this depression, anxiety state, um, you're swollen because you're having this sugar, that kind of thing. Your body will actually pair sugar and dopamine almost exclusively. Pair sugar? So it won't... It will start pairing sugar and dopamine almost exclusively. And what that means is that... You don't get dopamine anywhere else. Yes. So other enjoyable things, coping skills, all of the things that in life that give us joy will actually reduce because of your sugar intake and your body will not... It'll save that dopamine for the sugar. So all like when you go for your run or you you watch a movie that you like or whatever, those little dopamine dumps that you get that make you happy yep. go away because it's saving its dopamine for your sugar release. Yes. That is crazy. Yes. So in turn, that makes depression and anxiety worse. So you get you get a slight little bump of happiness dopamine yep. and then it kills every other joyful aspect of your life. Isn't that wild? So we, we why don't we just eliminate sugar completely? Well, yeah. Exactly. Oh, really? Why don't we? Oh my gosh, we can't do that. The N- Mr. Nestle would roll over in his grave. That's probably true. So, yeah. Wow, that's crazy. That's, that's the science. That's the science. I, that's a pretty depressing science, but I'm going to tell you later on what it's, we're going to do about it's it. It's not all bad, how to do it in moderation, I'm guessing, yeah, things like yeah. that. But we're going to do a full action plan. Right. But before we get into the action plan, let's do some coffee segment. Yes. And learn how to drink our coffee black. No. <laughs> I drank... Pots and pots and pots and pots of strong black coffee Trying to keep my sleepy soul awake But the sleepiness still comes along And when it does, it's fast and strong I end up with a bad case of the shakes All right, you did the coffee segment today And you're going to teach us how to not put sugar in our coffee No, I'm going to teach you some of the wacky things that people have made out of coffee that's like a sugar-based item. Oh, you're going to do do coffee candies? Kind of. Kind oh, of. so you're stealing my, my history. I get it. Kind okay. of. Yeah, All kind right. of like it. Okay. A little mission creep. Here so, we go. <laughs> so Blue Diamond has made coffee mocha almonds. Coffee mocha almonds. Yeah, which sound pretty good. Blue Diamond is like the, the, the expensive nuts in the grocery store. <laughs> you're such it's a what, cheapskate. I know. I'm not cheap. <laughs> it's just you've got the ones in the bags that are a decent price, and then you've got the Blue Diamond ones, which are the same nuts, unless they're fancy from some fancy place. They're fancy nuts, and they have mocha and ca- coffee in them. Well, that's why they're that's so why expensive, that's amazing. I guess. Yes. Okay. Um, there is... So in the... I couldn't find a specific brand name, but Asian specialty stores have what's called sweet coffee jelly. Ooh. And it's the same as like raspberry jelly. Okay, but it's just coffee. Just coffee. 
So they have, they have coffee, jellies, and jams. Yeah, that you can put on your toast. Fine jellies and jams that yeah. you serve up with little spoons. <laughs> spoons, exactly. All right. <laughs> Let's see. Exactly. Let's see. Let's, so we're essentially um, telling everybody these delicious coffee candies, and then we're going to tell them how not to eat them. Yeah, pretty much. Okay, here we go. Um, and then we have the autocrat coffee syrup, and Ooh. it is like... It's like chocolate syrup, but it's coffee, and you put it into, like, milk the same way. It looks real. I mean, I like coffee, but oof, it just looks. That one That one, I'm going to have a hard pass on. Yeah. So- sorry, it's... coffee syrup. Yeah. Um, we have the um, coffee spread, which is like Nutella. Okay. But coffee flavored. Okay. Okay. And I feel like people would like that. I, I actually put that on toast. Okay. But you wouldn't put the jelly on toast? <sighs> well, I mean, I'm, I'm not a jelly guy. I'm a Nutella guy. That's like, so, all right. <laughs> we got Bailey's coffee or best coffee candies. It's a hard candy that's a coffee uh, flavored. Uh, and is it, it by is, Bailey's? It is by Bailey's. And it is been rated the best candy, but it's like old lady candy. Oh, the old lady candy. The little, the little. You want to know why it's rated, rated the best candy? It's because only old ladies and grandmas fill out those surveys. Mm-hmm. What's your favorite candy? And the grandmas were like, oh, we're going to put in the little hard candies. I love those. Well, all the kids running around on Halloween, they're not filling out surveys. They ain't <laughs> hard candies either. So just saying, this, the data is only as good as the input. So That's just saying. very true. And then my personal favorite uh-huh. is the chocolate covered coffee bean. Oh, those are really good. Really good. How, and I How much caffeine is it do you get when you eat a, a single coffee bean? I did not note that, but it is worth it. Like you would think cuz chewing down, I've actually tried to just bite a coffee bean. It's not It's not, great. not good, but the second you put some chocolate on it, it's amazing. It is amazing. And I don't know if it like soaks in the oils and the fibers of what's happening in there, but I'm unsure as well. If you haven't if you haven't been to a coffee shop that does this, there's some fancier, nice barista coffee shops that put like a chocolate-covered coffee bean on your coffee on the, lid. On the lid, and it's adorable, and you eat it, and then you get like that instant caffeine rush, and then boom. And dopamine dump. And dopamine dump because it's the, the chocolate sugar. Is that why I don't like anything but coffee now? Probably. Is it because of my chocolate-covered coffee beans? That's exactly why. I'm just depressed why. all the time except for when I get my little release. That's exactly what's happening. Little release. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so that's some of the odd things that they make. And of a lot of like liquors and stuff, but I wasn't going to go into that because no, that's pretty obvious. So even coffee is not immune from the sugar, the, the sugar clutch. Oh, no, of course. It's, like, it pairs together. It dances together. If, I, you, if you could see me, my mug is dancing right now. I'm just saying like, like sh- sugar, sugar is sugar, entwined sugar. in pretty much everything we eat now. So it's, well, it's a little scary. Well, and that's the thing is even, ke- like I said, ketchup. People are like, oh, it's a vegetable. It's not. It's mostly sugar. First of all, it's sugar and tomatoes are actually a fruit. Well, whatever. <laughs> what do I know? Oh my <laughs> gosh. Are we going to get into this debate? I mean, I know it's a, I know it's a fruit because it hangs from, I forget why exactly. I don't know. But... I actually don't even care. I don't like tomatoes, so I don't eat them. Then why but do you argue with me about it all the time? I just, that's what we do. That's, <laughs> that's what we do. All right. Back on track. So let's get back into sugar. Yes. Let's do an action plan because everybody says, yeah, this is all fine and dandy. But how do I not eat sugar when it's so such craving? I don't have the willpower or it's in everything already. And I don't want to live a barren life of a prehistoric caveman roaming the earth for scraps. For honey. For honey. So, so how do I do this in our modern day civilization? Let's hope you make the most of it, my boy. Okay. So I'm going to tell you right now, you probably can't go without sugar. 
You, you need sugar. Well, so here's the problem is all of the food essentially that we have in our universe right now has sugar put into it. So we it. don't need it, but it's pretty much impossible to avoid it. So unless your fruits, vegetables, and even meats have sugar in them because they're, they're feeding cattle. Fed. Yeah. They're corn fed now. Um, yeah. So I, I, it's very hard. You, you would have to really pay attention to your food sources. Maybe refined sugar though. So yeah, you could you yeah. could you could eliminate sodas. You could eliminate um, even juices because there's a lot of sugar within juices. Oftentimes, a lot of fructose, or like yep. even applesauce. Like applesauce. I'm gonna, here's my old lady soapbox here. Applesauce itself is sweet. It's a it's a fruit, right? You can have it, and then they add sugar into it. Yeah, there's an unsweetened version. What do you mean? Like I'm like at first I said, do they take the sugar out of the apple? And then fruit? I just realized they didn't add refined sugar to yep. it. Which that's what apples are. They're fiber and sugar. Yeah, that's it. That's, yeah. So, so, so it's maybe the first step is really paying attention to what, how much sugar you're actually intaking and all the things that have sugar in it that you eat on a regular basis. So maybe write down your, your meal, like take a week and write down what you've eaten yeah. and take a look at the sugar content of everything that you ate. Right. Okay. Because really, I mean, in a perfect world, I would say eliminate it, but we want to be able to balance it because small amounts of sugar are not bad. Your body actually copes pretty well with it. Um, and same with your liver. Your your liver can rejuvenate and all of that if it has actual time. The problem is, is it doesn't have time at this point. Yeah, if it's, it's a sponge, if it can soak it yeah. up, if it's dry, but if it's super saturated, it's probably going to dump it all into fat. Even, even heavy sugar days, not days, events, we'll say just a single event that has a ton of sugar. Let's say Halloween night when the kids get home, right? They're going to have a ton of sugar. It's not going to feel good. Their bodies will probably actually hurt if they haven't. Because they'll have the inflammation response. Yes, it, it will hurt as long as they're, they're not all eating sugar all the time. Um, like our kids have that similar thing where their little joints will hurt. Right. And it's like, well, I need a bunch of sugar. And of course that's me because I'm the one regulating that. But still, still, um, it, your body still pretty much copes with that. I mean, it can rebound from that pretty well. Um, but basically I want you to eat only or as much of whole foods as you possibly can. So when you walk around the grocery store, pretty much anything in a box or a bag, look on the back of it and yeah. see if it's got high fructose corn syrup or cane sugar, or... But anything in a box, honestly, because sugar is renamed so many different times. That's true, huh? Anything in a box, anything in a package, anything that has been... Uh, refined. Refined in any way at all has sugar in it, guaranteed. Okay. Okay. All right. So if, if fruits, vegetables, meat, if it's any of those, you're pretty safe. You're still getting some some sugars depending on like what the animal ate, but... It pretty good, pretty good. Okay, so, so those, whole those are foods. Your safe, safe bed or whole foods, right? Okay. Um, drink lots of water. This helps your liver out. Okay, so it's not only healthy for you, but then it also avoids you from drinking sodas and other sugary yes. drinks like juices. Yeah. Okay. Well, and it, it will help uh, your, the stomach lining because, like you like you said, um, sugar is very corrosive. And it, it basically just damages your body all the way through. Right. Right. And specifically your stomach. Your stomach's a pretty sensitive organ to this. And so if you drink a lot of water, it can kind of like cleanse it and make it happy. And right. then move that stuff out of your body because it, sugar is so bad. So lots and lots of water. Help your liver out. Okay. Um, also, pay attention to your routines because if there's like a candy jar you walk by and every day at noon, you your willpower goes away and you eat a candy. Um, we need to figure out a different routine there. And maybe keep yourself busy. Like if, if, if I have a candy bar every day at 2, 
right? Do something uh, else during that time. Do something else. Go for a walk. Do do anything else other than having that sugar because sugar oftentimes um, is based on routines because our body anticipates dopamine at certain times. And so that'll be the time that we reach for sugar. So if I have a two o'clock dopamine dump um, every single day, right? Your body's going to anticipate that. And that is when you're going to have the hardest cravings. And so to break out of that, do you essentially need to realize you're going to go through withdrawals? You will absolutely will. Okay. Yeah. It's going to happen. You're going to feel foggy. You're going to get shaky even. You're going to get irritable. Um, The whole works. The whole bit. Okay. Okay? So, and, and you can remedy this by having some honey, having some fruit, having things that will kind of assist in that, but you're going to go through this and it's going to not be fun. Okay. Right. So it's, it's really embracing this idea that you are going to detox. And as most things, if you have a buddy, it's usually quite helpful. It's usually easier. Yeah. Yeah. And depending on your sugar intake and how like your current sugar intake and then the longevity of your life sugar intake, it could take anywhere from two weeks to two months to get your body completely detoxed off of sugar. Okay. But that's not, that's not terribly long. It's not too bad. So, I mean, if you really are going after it, but I notice with us, if it's in the house, yeah. I'm going to eat it. We're, we're going to eat it. Yeah. So you almost have to have that partner, buddy, family plan and just not buy it. Right. When you go to the grocery store, you have to have a list because you're going to walk down the aisles and say, that looks delicious. Yeah. And next thing you know, it's in the cart. Right. And the next thing you know, it's in your pantry or your freezer. And then you're going to eat it when you want that dopamine response. Right. Okay. Well, and that's the thing is I don't, I don't want to be the person saying, Hey, no candy, no sugar at all anymore ever in your life. Right. Because that's not realistic. Right. You're going to go to a birthday party at some point. Sure. Like, you're not going to have cake. It'd be so rude. It'd be, so It'd be like, Hey, Hey, this is my birthday. You have some cake. I'm like, Oh, I don't eat sugar. Like, like I'm not inviting that that person is my birthday ever again. He's a jerk. Yeah. All right. But but we're we're going down the holiday season now. We have Halloween, Thanksgiving, and Christmas, and right. New Year's, to be honest. So we have all of those holidays, and all of those have sugar-centric themes in okay. them, right? Right. So, so I'm, I don't want you to be unrealistic and be like, I only eat, you know, fruits, vegetables, meat, um, because we're not all going to do that. However, I just want you to be cognizant that every single time you take that extra piece of cake or, or you have that candy bar at two your body is having a response and chemically your body is changing because of that. So if it's worth it, if it's, if it's worth going through that process and having your body have to filter that, then do it. I Snickers bars are awesome, but we have to be, we have to be cognizant of everything we put into our body. And maybe read the article on sugarcane slave trade. Oh, that'll ruin you. That'll ruin you forever. Yeah. I don't ever want to eat candy again. (laughs) So, all right. Well, so there you go. So, it is an actual dopamine response, like yes. a drug. Mm-hmm. And so we need to do an assessment of where we're at now. We need to essentially have an alternate activity mm-hmm. during our craving times. Yes. Maybe not even have it around. Mm-hmm. Have a buddy help you out and uh, be realistic with yep. where you're at. Eat eat your whole foods. Whole foods all and, the way. And the next thing you know, your body's not inflamed. Your liver's happy. You live a nice long life. You don't have foggy moments and you ace all your math tests. <laughs> yeah, because, you're welcome. Because yeah, you, that was a great example because I'm going to go do a math test right now. I'm not in school or anything like that. Actually, I'm in school and whatever. But I just, I think math tests are great. So I'm going to go do one right now. I, love I haven't it. had sugar yet. So I'm probably going to ace it. Yeah, you are. And I'm going to show all my kids. I'm going to put it on the fridge and say, there you go. There's mm-hmm. your bar. Got all my plus, pluses and minuses right. Yeah, cool. Right. All right. Well, oh my goodness. Well, well, thank you, Jesse, for such 
pointed examples that are <laughs> applicable to most adults' lives. You're welcome. We appreciate it. But seriously, get out there, figure out a way just to make baby steps and get better. It's not about taking all these habits and throwing them in and expecting them to be perfect. It's about progress, not perfection. Yes. So as always, go out and build a better you. Thanks, guys. <laughs>